We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're talking big game props on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome back to Rotoviz Radio. I'm Dave Cabin, senior fantasy analyst at Rotoviz, joined by Matthew Friedman of Fantasy Labs and the Action Network. The Super Bowl is this weekend. We are now on the format where we are doing two smaller shows. This one we're going to dedicate entirely to the Super Bowl. Mr. Friedman is dying to talk through some props, but at a higher level, Matt. <laughs> how uh, excited are you for this game in comparison to recent Super Bowls? Um, okay. One, not, not dying to talk about props, by the way, I love that. Uh, it's almost like instinctive at, that you mentioned the big game at the top of the show instead <laughs> yeah. of saying Super Bowl. Uh, you just, you don't want to get sued. I understand. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I feel like I'm not as excited as I was two years ago, um, for Rams Patriots. Part of it was, I just had much more action on that game, but I also thought it would just be like a really interesting game. Um, and the game last year I thought was really fascinating too. this one. I don't know. Like it's, it's probably fascinating, but I don't know why it just doesn't hold my, uh, my interest as much. And maybe it's because we saw these two teams play each other in week 12. Yeah, that could definitely have something to do with it. And I feel like for me, I'm kind of excited about it because of the Brady angle. Uh, but yeah. I could see how if you weren't a Bucks fan or a Chiefs fan, this might not be as appealing. And, and maybe if the only thing you could really have in this game was to root against Brady, it might not be as, as intriguing as some of the other matchups that we've seen. Um, let's just start off, though, at the over-under, Matt. What I have seen is 56 points 
prior to you looking and seeing what this line would have been set at, what would you have expected? Okay, so uh, I was projecting 55 and a half uh, whenever uh, the, the games were set right after uh, the conference championships. I had uh, 55 and a half as my line. It opened at 57 and a half. Um, everyone I, I knew, well, I mean, you know, like a lot of the smart guys at Action Network, they were all saying that um, 57 and a half was where they had it projected. It was a little gun shy on t- um, taking it, on betting the under, but it moved to 57 pretty quickly. That's where I bet it. And now it's 56, 56 and a half at most books. Um, I think it'll probably stay around there. I imagine that, you know, public betters will probably come in and, you know, that would maybe force it up. But I think most sharp betters are probably going to be taking the under, which would kind of make it stay roughly where it is. So 56 and a half, I think, is probably the line that we're going to see heading into Sunday. And uh, I have taken the under. Got it. Why is it that sharp betters would be more inclined to go on the side of the under? Uh, so uh, I think a, a few reasons, one, like from a, a numbers perspective, I, I think 55 is actually maybe the, the right number. So just like mathematically, I think it might make sense from a game flow perspective. I think what we could see like Tom Brady historically has started out pretty slowly in Super Bowls, And like, I don't want to put too much weight on that sample, but at this point it's like a nine game sample, you know? Yep. And like, it's uh it's something that is just kind of there. Brady starts slow in Super Bowls, but even outside from that, the chiefs, the way that they can be attacked is by the running game and by the short passing game. And I think that is what we will see the Buccaneers do. And if they do that, I think that will help to drive the game to the under just by slowing the game down, slowing down the pace of play. So, uh, you know, I always hate going against, uh, and it's not as if I'm going against the Chiefs here, but if you're taking the under in a way, you're kind of saying like Patrick Mahomes isn't likely to explode. Um, So... You know, I, I kind of hate to do that, but I do think that the under is is the right play here. Like famous last words like th- this game will like shoot out and it'll be like 45 to uh, 38 or something like that. But I, I do think the under is the right side here. Got it. And, and I can definitely see why uh, when you have a game like this where there's probably going to be more public action than there, than there otherwise would be, why people would be inclined to bet it up. Because I think a lot of people on the surface are going to look at this. They're going to say, oh, well, you know, the Chiefs have this tremendous offense. Then you got Brady with all of these great offensive weapons. This one's definitely going to be a shootout, which it might not be. And like you mentioned, um, when you read about some of the things that these teams might do to try to limit each other, it might lend itself to a game that does not hit on the over. Now, the Chiefs, I would say in pretty much everything I've seen, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, are favored by three points. Is that what you're seeing, Matt, or what you've been, you know, what what um, what has yeah. been out there? So three is where it is at almost every book. Uh, at one book, I'm looking at BetMGM right now. It is at three and a half. But uh, three is where it is at most places. It opened at three and a half and has been bet to three. Um, and honestly, I don't I don't know if it's going to go 
past that. I mean, if it goes to two and a half, I feel like everyone is going to bet on the Chiefs. Uh, so I think three is probably where it is going to stay. Um, and honestly, at that number, I, I'm really happy to take the Chiefs. Um, I, I mean... I don't know. Like, I think it should be higher. I, I think I, I don't want to say like, it should be like six or something like that. Cause that just feels like way too much, but like five. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, selling Tom Brady a little bit short here, but Andy Reed historically has been a great coach on the road. And, you know, this is a home game in theory for Tampa Bay, but it isn't really a home game um, in part because, you know, the Super Bowl is always much more corporate. Uh, you know, there aren't like the real fans there the way that you normally see for a home game. And then also just any home game this year isn't really a home game because there are far fewer fans in attendance. So it's a home game in theory for Tampa Bay, but not really a home game. And Andy Reed on the road since joining the Chiefs in 2013, the Chiefs have been uh, the most profitable team to bet on against the spread on the road. They are 40, 22 and one against the spread on the road. And, you know, so obviously a chunk of that includes Mahomes, who's 15, eight and one on the road. Um, like this is not a team that is going to have any sort of problems just because they are playing away from their home stadium. So, um, and then there are like you know, other things on top of that, like actual game factors that I think point more towards the Chiefs uh, than the Buccaneers. I mean, the Chiefs were ahead 17 to zero in week 12 uh, going into the fourth quarter. They were still ahead by 17 points and granted they won by only three, but they were really in control of that game from start to finish. Uh, and I think, you know, the final score of that game was not really indicative of what we saw and uh, you know, kind of spinning that forward. I think we will see, and we can talk about this later when we start to hit on the props, but I think we will see Kansas city pretty much do what they need to do to be able to win by, I'd say more than three points. I, I mean, I would put it closer to a, to a touchdown really, if I had to pick between three and seven or, or three and six, I would pick six, but uh, you know, three happy to, to bet it there and you know, three and a half as well. When it opened, uh, I put a little bit there, um, but yeah, three, three is a great number, I think. Yeah, I don't think that I'm necessarily the person to go to on this, but my opinion would be that that three, if you think about things rationally and from a probabilistic perspective, I feel like that's a very intriguing number. Um, so if I were betting on this, uh, I would be placing my money on Kansas City, even though there's this part of me that's like, no, nah, it's Brady in the Super Bowl. He's going to do it. But I think that if you're using your head, it's hard to go off of that. So that takes us through the over, under, and uh, the spread. Let's start talking about the quarterbacks because I think that is where this game will really get its tone from and maybe look at some of the specific props probably makes the most sense to start with yardage uh but feel free to pop into any of the more relevant props that you've seen that you feel like talking about yeah to be honest i don't have much of an opinion on the the yardage props uh for passing especially maybe if i'm going to take one i would probably take the under on brady uh and that's around 296 and a half you know obviously 
uh, check different books, you know, kind of caveat, uh, just make sure you're getting the best line on stuff like that. But 295, 296, that's around where the market is for Brady. Um, I am imagining that we see a situation, as I mentioned earlier, with the, the Bucks running the ball uh, a little bit more and going with more of the short passing game. Um, the the Chiefs, I don't actually think they have all that great of a defense, but they're actually pretty good at limiting wide receivers. They've allowed, in the regular season, they allowed the fewest receptions to wide receivers, the second fewest receiving yards to wide receivers. And, you know, wide receiver, that is the strength of the Buccaneers offense. And so if we get into a situation where the Buccaneers are relying more on Leonard Fournette and Gronkowski and Cameron Brait and less on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, if he plays, um, I think that's a real tactical win for the Chiefs. And I think that means that we end up seeing less passing production for Tom Brady than we might expect. Got it. Well, the GLSP puts Brady in this game at just 239 yards, only passing 33 times, which feels a little low, and then off of that 1.8 touchdowns. Uh, but it, in my mind, I feel like that's a little bit a little bit too low. Interestingly enough, though, if, if you were looking at this just from a fantasy perspective, has very nice odds of going above 20 points this week. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a low number. Um, I have it at 274 and a half. I believe that Sean Corner has it closer to the line that's actually set. I think he has it around 294 and a half. Um, I mean, I am expecting Brady at some point to have to pass to keep up, but I think in the first half of the game, um, he's likely to uh, to hand it off a little bit more and to, to dink and dunk, which I think gives him a better chance of hitting the under. Really, the one prop out of out of all the quarterbacks, I mean, say all the quarterbacks, but out of all <laughs> the, the props for the quarterbacks that I like the most is probably Patrick Mahomes, uh, the rushing under for him. Um, in his first, you know, few, his first two postseasons, we saw Mahomes have much more willingness to run the ball but I don't think we're going to see that here uh, because he's dealing with the turf toe injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week, or I guess two weeks ago at this point, in the conference championship, he had, I think, just five yards rushing. Uh, the week before that, I think he had around 14. Um, he's just, he's not running as much. I think he still kind of has... Um, has some pocket mobility where he can kind of scoot around in the pocket and avoid sacks if he needs to. But that is still something that's pretty different from pulling the ball down, leaving the pocket and scrambling. And I think we're going to see a little bit less of that from him in the Super Bowl. So uh, I am betting under 19 and a half uh, yards rushing for Mahomes. Got it. Uh, now, in terms of, um, do we, did you, Talk about any of the actual touchdown props out there that you've looked at for these passers. Uh, no, I mean, I think they're, they're pretty much where they should be. Yep. Um, generally there's not a ton of value in those markets. Uh, so I'm going to be staying away from them for the most part. I don't know. I say that now, like by the time the game comes around, I'll probably have action on them just because I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to bet on everything. But, yep. uh, right, right now I don't view that as a market that is highly exploitable. Got it. So the GLSP loves, loves, loves Mahomes in this game. Has him going 27 of 39 for 328 yards, 2.4 passing touchdowns, four rushing attempts, 420 yards, 
And if this uh, is a game that you have a fantasy implication with Mahomes, 52% of his comps went for more than 25 points. So uh, the GLSP absolutely loves Mahomes in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance he goes off. And I mean, we saw that in week 12. Like Mahomes, he absolutely went scorched earth in week 12 with, was it like 400 something? Yeah, 462 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like that that was just unreal. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we see something exactly like that again, but I do think there's a, a pretty good chance that Mahomes goes for over 300 yards. And I mean, the thing is, his line right now is so high. It's set at 325 at some books, 329 and a half at FanDuel. Like that is, I believe that is the highest uh, over under passing total that I have seen this year. Uh, I mean, they, they are just setting it high in part knowing that public betters are going to come in and just be inclined to take the over on Mahomes, And then also that they will look, see what he did in week 12 and see like, Oh, Hey, that's the highest total he passed for this year. Uh, and people just based on that will be inclined to take the over. I don't know if they can set this line high enough based <laughs> on the way that people are likely to bet it. Yeah, I know. Well, when you see the numbers getting up to that that point where they're that high, I have to feel like if I was putting my money on this, I, I'd actually probably want to toss some in on the unders there. Anything else left on the quarterbacks before we move on? No, but it's funny. You said like you would be inclined to take the under and like, yeah, if I had to, I would probably bet the under. But one, like I just don't want to do that because it's Mahomes. And then two, I think you said the Gillespie projection was like around 328 or 300. Yeah. I mean, something. What was it? What, what was the so Gillespie the, projection? The actual number here for Mahomes is 328 yards. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's right in line with his player prop. Right. So, so the the tricky thing about this is that that actually is a number that's probably, and I actually did not like look into the comps that you have. So I don't have too much information, but normally that means that there are a fair amount of players going over that. Yeah. Like in his comps. That's a median, that's a median, not an average. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, the, I mean, Gillespie's putting it there. Um, I have it projected around like th- I think 310, but or 303. But I mean, it's like I have no confidence in that. Like, I don't want to bet the under on Mahomes. So yeah, I'm just I'm staying away. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that that's it for for quarterbacks. Okay. Um, you know, a thought that popped into my head, uh, James, and I, I don't know any of the rules on this, but with James White being an unrestricted free agent, was there any way that Tampa Bay could have gone, signed James White and Brady and White reunited to uh, march the Buccaneers to victory here? Uh, yeah, there's no way that was going to happen unless <laughs> um, unless the Patriots like actually cut him. Yeah, that would have been something. All right. Uh, anyways, random thought for me there. So let, let's talk about the running backs in this matchup, Matt. I'm just going to let you uh, highlight any of the running back props that stood out to you. Okay, so uh, Daryl Williams, early last week, the first number that popped out for him was 41 and a half yards rushing, which was just incredibly egregious. And at this point, I believe it's been bet down to 31 and a half. So not as much value there. Actually, it's now 30 and a half. 
but I would still, if I had to bet aside on that, I would still take the under. Uh, I think it should probably be around 28 and a half. So it's not as if it has much value now, but like just in general, Daryl Williams um, going against the number one DVOA rush defense. That is not a good matchup for him. Um, And so pretty much all of the Daryl Williams unders I think are bettable uh, like Daryl Williams under 13 and a half yards receiving. Um, totally love that line. Uh, I think that should be closer. Let me look at that. I think that should be closer to eight and a half. So I think there's pretty significant value there because the bucks are actually still pretty good against uh, running backs in the passing game as well. So uh, Daryl Williams, the unders for him, um, I think look pretty exploitable uh and then one more that really catches my eye um ronald jones over eight and a half carries and uh let me just crunch some let me just make sure yeah it is still at eight and a half um i think it should be closer to 10 yep um right now let me just make sure I'm looking at this right. Yeah, I have it projected at 10. Uh, Sean Corner in the Action Labs tool has it projected around 10. And if you look at what Ronald Jones has done, uh, now granted he missed some games, but uh, he has played in the past couple of playoff games. But in every game since week 10, he's had more than eight and a half carries and uh you know given what i said earlier that i think this is a situation in which the buccaneers are going to attack the chiefs with their running game because that is where the chiefs are most exploitable uh they basically invite teams to run against them uh i think because of that we will see a situation with ronald jones and leonard fournette both getting significant work even if the buccaneers get down by yeah, like seven points. I still think that they will probably run more, uh, at least in the first half than we would expect. So Ronald Jones over eight and a half carries, uh, is something that I have bet. Yeah, that one seems really nice. Uh, and though not every game that's making its way into the sample here is representative in the Gillespie, uh, Ronald Jones is at 13. So that gives a lot of wiggle room between that projection and and where the line is at, Fournette is at eight attempts. Uh, in, in regard to Williams and the receiving yardage prop, uh, Gillespie has him at 13 receiving yards, which is probably a little bit inflated because uh, the last couple of games, there was not as much competition with the other backs there. So that that seems like one that um, you make a good point on. Any other running back pieces before we uh, move on here? No, I haven't made any bets yet on Fournette or Edwards Alaire. Um, but if I had to take some stabs on Fournette, oh, actually, let me rephrase that. I haven't bet any of the like the player props, like over unders for Fournette. But I do have a bet on him to win Super Bowl MVP, uh, and I do have a bet on him to score the first touchdown. Um, because as I mentioned, um, I do think again a situation in which. We are going to see the Buccaneers attack through their backfield. Um, the Chiefs are very weak against the run and also pretty weak uh, in pass defense against running backs. And, you know, Fournette, for all of his you know potential shortcomings, uh, he is the back that they are relying on in the receiving game. 
Um, and so you can bet depending on the book, you know, 30 to one, 33 to one on Fournette to win MVP. And if it turns out to be a situation, like it's not likely to happen, but that's, you know, that's accounted for in the odds. If we get a situation where the Buccaneers win, but somehow Tom Brady doesn't win, let's say it's a, uh, doesn't win MVP. Let's say it's a low scoring game and Fournette gets the usage that he's gotten in the playoffs so far. That could be around 20 touches. And if he gets 20 touches against this Chiefs defense and the Buccaneers win the game, he he has a very good chance to be a live candidate to win MVP because that could end up being 100, 120 yards and, you know, maybe multiple touchdowns. So Fournette to win MVP, like that's kind of like my sneaky longer shot MVP bet. Well, that would certainly be uh, quite the storyline if that did play out. We're going to take a quick pause, though, for a reminder. What's up, Rotoviz listeners? It's Colin Kelly here at Executive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Producer of Rotoviz Radio and one of the co-hosts of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast. I just wanted to drop by and say thank you as always for listening into another Rotoviz Radio production. As a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself ten percent off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast or by simply adding the code RV Radio twenty twenty one at checkout. That'll get you access to all of the content and tools on the Rotoviz website, the best tools and content in the business for the best listeners in the business. As always, we do appreciate you listening to each and every show. And if you do have 5, 10, 15 seconds to spare, please drop a rating for today's show on your favorite podcast app. It is much appreciated. With all that said, thank you. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Matt, talk to me about the wide receivers in this game. A lot of talent there. Okay, Uh, Tyreek Hill. This is a very uh, donkey type of bet, but I'm going over 91 and a half yards. And I feel, uh, I always feel like wrong taking the over on a big name 
uh, a big name player because it just, it seems fishy, you know, like it seems like other, other people like sharps are probably going to be on the under and like the people who are going to be betting the over on a player like Hill or like Kelsey, those are going to be, you know, like the more inexperienced betters, but I, I just kind of don't care. Uh, I, I think Hill ends up smashing in this game. Um, if we look at what he did in the Super Bowl last year, I think he had like 15 or 16 targets, had 105 yards. In his two playoff games this year, he has 110 yards and 172 yards. And in week 12 against the Bucks, I, I mean, he had a career high 269 yards. I don't think the Bucks have a cornerback who can actually keep up with Tyreek Hill. And, you know, even if they did, I mean, which, which they don't, but that guy's not going to move all across the formation into the slot to defend Tyreek Hill. So I just think it's the combination of uh, Hill's talent and the volume he's going to have. And then the fact that the Buccaneers, even though they have a good defense, uh, I don't think they have the right type of cornerbacks to hang with Hill. So I am, I'm going over 91 and a half. Wow. Well, you know, it's really hard to fault you for that because if there is a player that one's going to feel like they want to take on the over, it just might be Tyreek Hill. 106 yards, 8 wrecks on 11 targets is what we have him at in the GLSP um, 0.8 touchdowns. Any other receivers that have uh, props that stand out to you, Matt? Yeah, so Sammy Watkins going under 36 and a half yards receiving. Um, you know, he's injured. He's obviously crushed before in the playoffs, but it's just a different situation now with the calf injury. And uh, I do think that there's a decent chance that Carlton Davis will end up shadowing Watkins if he plays. And then they will try to use bracket coverage on Tyreek. But, you know, if if Davis is on Watkins, I think not that that means like Watkins is unusable in DFS or anything like that, but I just think it means that, you know, uh, Mahomes has incentive to look elsewhere. So I'm taking under 36 and a half on Watkins, also taking the under on whatever is out there for Demarcus Robinson. Um, he's at this point been taken, uh, taken over in the offense by uh, Byron Pringle. Uh, and if Watkins returns, then that just means even fewer opportunities and Obviously, Michael Hardman is still going to get his uh, his allotment of snaps and routes. Uh, Robinson played. So actually, I, I have to I have to stop you there because actually he just got put on the COVID nineteen list. He did yep. well. Wieners. So <laughs> that sucks because that that was free money. Like Demarcus Robinson under was free money. So. Anyway, okay, good to know yep. on the COVID situation. Uh, Mike Evans, I'm looking under 63 and a half yards receiving, um, and I would bet that into the 50s. Uh, he had just 50 yards against the Chiefs in week 12, uh, and he has 63 and a half yards. He, let me rephrase that. He has fewer than 63 and a half yards in seven of, uh, no, 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 no. Let me, sorry, I screwed all of that That's up. That's fine. Uh, he's gone over 63 and a half yards in only seven of 19 games. So, you know, more often than not, he has uh, tended toward the under here. Uh, I'm also taking the under on Chris Godwin, under 77 and a half yards receiving. And a lot of this is just that the Chiefs have a pretty good defense by scheme that limits production to wide receivers. So I'm also going under Scotty Miller, under one and a half receptions 
under 20, 20 and a half yards receiving. And that's even if Antonio Brown doesn't play. Got it. All right. Uh, we get to touch on the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, uh, I mean, donkey that I am, just hammering the overs for Travis Kelsey. Um, the Bucks do not have a good tight end defense. Kelsey has eight plus receptions in nine of 10 games since week eight, and his line is seven and a half. So uh, I will take the over there. Uh, and then also, I've seen 94 and a half yards receiving for Kelsey. Uh, it might move around a little bit, but I, I really don't care. Uh, Kelsey has 10 plus targets in every game, but one since week eight and his yardage prop over is 12 and five for the season. Uh, and again, the, the Bucks defense, they're number 25 in past DVOA against tight ends. So Kelsey, like he's being targeted as if he's basically Devonte Adams, you know, like his, his usage is incredibly elite at this point. Uh, and given that's the case, I can't help but bet the overs on Kelsey, even though it feels like an incredibly donkey thing to do. Got it. And um, anybody on the other offense at tight end that uh, has an interesting prop? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm betting unders on Gronk uh, and under three and a half receptions on Cameron Brait. So yeah, under 30 and a half yards receiving for Gronk. Got it. All right, so we've covered all of those positions. Um, you talked some about MVP. It Just in case there was a defensive prop or anything else that we didn't hit upon there, I will give you an opportunity to shout it out. Nah, I, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm only, uh, I'm, I'm a lazy person, let's okay. be honest. So I haven't, I haven't looked at those yet. I might later in the week, but, uh, you know, maybe not. But if I do, I, I mean, company man that I am, I should say that at Action Labs, we do have a Super Bowl uh, portfolio where you can uh, see all of the bets that, uh, that I'm making. So, okay. Um, in addition to, you know, just the action app where you can see all the player props, uh, you can see the MVP bets, uh, you know, first to score touchdowns, all of those other kind of non-player proppy type of bets. You can see all of that uh, in the Action Labs tool. So the real question that I've been waiting all episode to ask you, Matt, is what color is the Gatorade that is going to get poured on the winning head coach? You know, I don't think about things like that. <laughs> Come on. You haven't done it. You haven't gone back and done, you know, some large analysis. You're not grinding no. the film from the last, you know, however many Super Bowls and no, figuring it, it out. Previous years, previous years, I would have done that. But uh, now I let other people do that. And then I read what they write. But I'm probably not going to be betting on it. Like that feels just like another version of betting on the coin toss. Got it. All right. Um, any other of the ridiculous bets, you know, about the weekend performing the halftime show, anything like that that you have looked at? <laughs> no, I, I haven't looked at any of that. Although I should say uh, I, I am going to start researching a little bit more for the national anthem. Uh, early word is that the, uh, the under might be the sharp side there. Got it. Um, That's typically not how I lean. Normally, I think the over is the sharp side, but I think <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard that the under might be the sharp side here. Okay. Um, which coach's nose do you think uh, we see first? So, meaning the first coach that uh, we get a glimpse of on camera pulling down the mask? Oh, uh, I think that has to be Arians. I mean, he <laughs> he feels like someone who just doesn't want to wear a mask, period. Right. <laughs> All right. So... Um, I think we can close it there. 
Um, you know, Matt has, oh, I'm sure, a plethora of coverage out there if you really want to get some more of his thoughts on, on uh, you know, even more granular information out there. Any closing things on this game, Matt? Uh, I guess from my perspective, I'm just going to say I'm extremely thankful that we're actually getting to the point where we're going to have a Super Bowl. The season went off very well, all things considered. Uh, I just hope everybody enjoys the game. Yeah, I mean, good point. We are very fortunate that we are even having a Super Bowl this year. And I mean, you know, we opened the show by saying like, eh, not that enthusiastic. It, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Like Mahomes versus Brady in a Super Bowl. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, you know, it's really funny. Um, my nephew is eight and he's just getting into football for the first time. So it's funny because he's like this bandwagon Chiefs fan now and is all about Mahomes. Um so my dad never watched any football or did like, you know, like wasn't into sports at all uh, when my brother and I were kids. But now like my nephew has him playing Madden, um, which is just an interesting scenario. So um, I will be curious to see if he gets to see Mahomes uh, pull this out or if uh, old man Brady, um, who is a lot older than him, uh, manages to pull out the victory. All right. So, yep. All right, on that note, I think that we are done with this episode, but we are going to be back later in the week with a look at rookie running backs, the 2021 rookie running back class. Some interesting names in there, uh, but until next time, make sure to follow us uh, at DaveCabinFF, at MattFTheOracle. Email us at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, it's not a fantasy if you believe it. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.